This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Witches Anonymous with Ilaria Baldwin and Michelle Campbell Mason, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, witches. Welcome to Witches Anonymous, the space where we talk about women and our relationships with each other. We all know that our girlfriends are our true safe space, our soulmates, and our best supporters, women supporting women. But we also know all too well the painful reality of the mean girl or the frenemy or the sometimes difficult dynamic that occurs between a mother and daughter, a mother-in-law, a co-worker, a mom friend, or in some cases, the other woman. In this podcast, we want to delve into our relationships, look to history, examine today, and essentially go to therapy with each other and figure out where we're getting it right and where we can do better to be the best sisterhood ever. We are so excited that you guys are joining our coven. This is Witches Anonymous. So about a year ago, I went to a dark bar with a giant feminist book hanging out of my bag and I met Michelle. And I was going through a really hard time where I felt like I was getting bullied and just excluded and I really needed a good girlfriend. And we immediately connected. She kind of made a few jokes about my bringing my book to a dark place because you cannot read it there. Um, and I quickly found out that she's this amazing film producer. She is a jewelry designer. She does like a million things. And then also she is one of the descendants of the Witches of Salem. So not only do we meet this amazing human with this just like this incredible energy, but I also find that she has this crazy connection to other women getting torn down in the worst possible way. So I feel so lucky the day that I met you, Michelle. I fully agree with that sentiment and feel so lucky to have found you in that bar because I don't think we usually find beautiful relationships in bars, but look at us now. <laughs> um, and when I met you in that, that fateful night, um, I obviously, I, I recognized you. Um, and you know, I, I knew you as a, a yoga star, a mother of so many, and that you're married to Alec Baldwin. Well, since that, I've already had, I've had even more children since the, how many I had just a year ago. And yes, my, my, my husband, Alec, who is both a, a joy and my, and my eighth child. 
Um, but yeah, so we started, we started meeting. We, we, we were like, you know what? We both came to a place where we needed girlfriends. And we were wondering why some of our girlfriends were not the most supportive forces for us. And we started delving into this subject. We would sit down and write things on napkins and papers and bring our laptops and have meetings really regularly, right? We like met all the time. It was definitely I quickly, like tri-weekly. It was quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like we were just so passionate about this. And then over the past year, we've created this this space where hopefully, you know, we can talk about the thing that a lot of people don't want to talk about, which is why do we compete with other women so much? And at the same time, understanding that we have our like really great girl group. And so are we women supporting other women or are we women only supporting certain women? And so this is going to be an amazing place where we can have all of these conversations. We're going to, you know, and Michelle, she's very focused on the history and of course her, her family connection. And we can look at what's happening today. We're going to look into pop culture and talk about, you know, the things that we are just absorbing through the content that we are influenced by. And we're going to, you know, be really open about our own experiences. You know, I'm going to talk about stuff I've never talked about before because you're not supposed to. I also, for me, Michelle, having a, a daughter, you know, I've, I've got three daughters now, but the, the nine-year-old is the closest to the ability to have these kind of, you know, nice, and I'm using these as terms, nice girl, mean girl relationships with her little friends. And she's nine years old and she's already part of that threes dynamic. And I don't know if you remember this when you're growing up. And I know that, you know, all my mom friends are all experiencing the same thing. I remember growing up that for some reason, girls typically go in groups of three and it's always two against one. So I'm seeing this happen with my daughter, Carmen, who's nine, and she's just, you know, it's always one person is left out. And especially parenting while I'm, you know, starting to do this podcast with you, Michelle, it's opened my mind into the conversations and how I can kind of guide her. Because you don't want to, you know, teach her cruelty when you're being left out. So often when we're being left out, we kind of were just like, well, we didn't like you anyway. You're like, oh my God, well, this person has this problem or this person's just mean and picking them apart. But rather talking about the dynamic and inclusion and having her have the autonomy to be able to use her voice, encourage her to use her voice to say, this is how it makes me feel. And I want to be included. And even if I'm not going to be able to be included, I'm going to continue to walk in my life and do my thing and and find good core group of people. And guiding our daughters into this is extremely important for me right now because I'm just seeing this this generation repeat what we've repeated for so many generations. Indeed. You know, it's the exact same problem, just through a different lens. Now, the lens that they have now includes social media. And, you know, the worst things got for me as a young girl, obviously a little a little older than your daughter, um, was in high school. And it was a, a time where people just took to vandalizing each other's property. And my, my house got egged pretty regularly. My um, And it wasn't just eggs. I mean, there was toilet paper sometimes, like cotton balls with toops toothpaste on them stuck to the driveway so it was even oh grosser gosh. to clean up <laughs> yeah that one was really visceral and you know that's very very harrowing because it requires so much effort but you know at the same time you know either that or a snide comment in the hallway or some something horrible that someone says to you on social media which is something that you and I didn't have to go through in our youth and frankly I had such a hard time handling 
the experiences I did have, I do not know how these children today are equipped to deal with it. It's debilitating. And we all know the statistics on bullying and suicide and how they have skyrocketed since the advent of social media. So that's definitely something that we're going to be going into here because it's pertinent to every part of this conversation because so often it is a woman going after another woman. Yeah, no, I mean, how many times my daughter comes home and she's, you know, talking about how, you know, this person said this to me and that person said that. She was left out of a sleepover the other day and she was so upset about it. And I, you know, I said to her, you know what, this is sad. I don't want to be toxic positivity and be like, again, the whole, I, you didn't want to go there anywhere. We're going to have so much more fun. I said, you know, it is really sad. It really feels really bad to be left out and let's have a really fun night. So when your friends are going and having their sleepover, let's like do our own thing here. And so we had fun. We had special snacks. We, you know, I made her a little bed on the floor. We had like a whole fun night. And at least it's teaching her that it's okay to be disappointed by something and I can feel it and then continue to move on. Because I think for women as well, you know, so much of everything has to be an invitation for us. And we get stuck in like the fawn and freeze thing. So, you know, when we are upset about something, we freeze and then we are kind of just stuck there until we feel we're invited out of it. And teaching our our daughters to be able to just continue on, move one foot in front of the other and say, okay, you know what? That sucked and I'm going to continue on. Not but, and I'm going to continue on. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, this is, you know, talking about bullying is, is a huge part of this, this podcast. And oftentimes when we talk about bullying, we think about it in such a, like a, a crazy level like where we only look at we say well this person was a worse bully but even having that snide remark and we talk about the negative the negative Instagram comments or online comments you know for kids and how can they filter through that yes it's awful and you know what it's also awful for adults you know and it's it's super it's super super um super super common exactly and just going back to, to protecting our daughters and seeing what these girls are going through there's something I I really that's been on my mind a lot and I, I, we haven't brought it up. Um, my stepdaughter, she goes to an all girls school. She has her entire life and she's been pushing for a very long time to go to a co-ed school. And, you know, she made a whole PowerPoint about it, but like the resounding theme of her whole pitch, she's like, Mish, you know, girls are really mean to each other. It's not a good environment to be in. It makes girls more catty. She's extremely smart, knows everything. And I, she I couldn't one couldn't say it better and I think that you know seeing that at such a young age those dynamics within those institutions they they even exacerbate it so then we have to look to be inspired somewhere else you know because this podcast has been created through Michelle and I connecting and she is someone who inspires me and who has supported me so much I also you know Michelle one of the things that over the years has been so important for me has been my my online community so as much as like the online community can be mean my online community is also absolutely amazing the majority of people out there are really wonderful I can open my mailbox and it 
is flooded with supportive comments, people making me laugh, people sending me memes, um, women that I've never met before. And all of you guys who are listening, you know who I'm talking about. And I've developed like the most amazing friendships online with people. And it is this special place of saying, hey, I'm in this part of the world and you're in that part of the world. And we know that things can be wonderful and we know that things can be hard. And we're going to just give each other a little bit of a message of support. And it gives me so much. Absolutely. And I, I look forward to having that community because I don't have that online. I just get like a random creepy <laughs> message every now and then. I'm like, where did that come from? All right. You hear that, guys? You have to flood Michelle's inbox with just really kind things because I feel like that's going to make you smile. And it's, it really is the most amazing thing to, to connect with people from all over. You know, I mean, other, other women, I've been so fortunate to have women um meet really incredible women you know my my mom my grandmothers you know my best childhood friend you know we live you know across the ocean from each other but we are sisters and we just know when there's something going on with each other and she knows how to reach out and I know how to reach out and I feel extremely lucky and then you know through Alec I've had this amazing privilege of meeting really amazing women, you know, Hillary Clinton, Jane Fonda, who I idolized as a child and still idolize now. Um, you know, I mean, I know that you're a huge fan of Oprah and I am too. And she gives the best hugs ever. I can't wait to get an Oprah hug. Well, yeah, to me, Oprah has gotten me through a lot of dark times. And, you know, I think a lot of us battle with depression and, you know, how, how we overcome these things. And for me, it was one of my most kind of basic tools to getting out of a funk was listening to her story and her empowering way of speaking and how we can control our reactions to things. Ergo, we can control. That's what we have in life that we can control where we can find a better outlook and be a more supportive friend or be a be a better person. You know, there's so many women that inspire me from you and your love and my mother and all the women that I've worked with in production who have just given me a chance when so many wouldn't have. As women, we are constantly being told that we signed up for something or our just like our mere presence is asking for something. You know, one of the things I think most of us have come to terms with is walking down the street and if a man says something to us we didn't ask for it it doesn't matter what we're wearing how short our skirt is what kind of heels we're wearing um it's not okay i remember the first time that happened to me i was 13 years old and it made me feel so awful and to the point where if i see a certain group of guys i'm judging them from afar but mostly out of self-protection and i'll cross the street i'll try to walk around the other way now having seven kids it's like my favorite thing actually to tell them now like when they say something to me and i'm like i just gave birth to my seventh child and they like first they think that i'm like making it up because that just sounds like a lot of kids it's like one thing to be like okay it's the second child but it's like seven is like who has seven kids me and um you know, but I, th then they usually like run away or they like apologize or something. But at the same time to feel like I, you know, when people say, oh, well, she was wearing a short skirt or, oh, she, her top was tight and we didn't ask for it, right? A hundred percent. If we have been trained when we were younger to think that somehow we had to dress in a different way to protect ourselves from, from certain men. And now I feel like it's the first time that I'm starting to hear in, in the, our culture saying like, no, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. What are we saying to each other in terms of, did we sign up for something? Did we ask for it? How many times do we rationalize 
you know, our mistreatment of other people. Okay, well, I can say this about her because she's so mean. Or I can do this because she did X, Y, Z. And even like the very small parts of ourselves and the quiet parts, maybe we're not telling too many people, maybe we're just thinking it. But what are the influences, not only on the outside world, but in our inside environment? I met this one of this girl the other day, and she knows that I'm friends with a mom influencer who people are speculating that she just got her boobs done. But apparently there was like a big thing of like, why won't she just admit it? She should just say it. Everybody can tell. And she was kind of, being snarky and laughing about this girl. And I just looked at her and I said, it's not any of our business. Why do we think that she owes us that information? Now, why do we think that? We open up magazines. If we're in the nail salon, we're opening up magazines and we're seeing the speculation. We're seeing the zooming in on people's cellulite or zooming in on people's ribs and be like, oh, this person's too thin. This person's too fat. This person's too this. This person's too that. And of course, that trickles down and it goes into our minds and we, we get influenced to also treat each other this way and have the audacity to think that certain people owe us a certain amount of information about their personal lives, their bodies, their love lives, their beauty treatments, their lack of beauty treatments. You know, I put that in quotes because beauty is in the eye of the beholder and we're going to talk a lot about beauty on this um, on this podcast and what we sort of feel forced or influenced into versus what we actually want and is good for us. Absolutely. And when it comes down to all of that, it is nobody's business unless we decide to share it. And I think that's how we have to reframe all of it. And if you want to share that you got something done, great. That's your choice. But I also, you know, it, it's a fine line and there are parts of our society that have definitely held up a lot of very mutilated surgeries as natural progressions in someone's aging. You know, obviously we can all tell that that's not the case. But here we will talk about what we do, what we've experienced. We will have people on that can speak to it as well and hopefully come from a place that's not judgmental. Well, I mean, the question is, you know, when even if people say, say, oh, this is this is natural, you know, and I understand we want to make sure that we're giving a healthy idea of what is natural to people. But at the same time, and I don't have the right answer, what, you know, if this is somebody's personal life, you know, I mean, it's one thing if they're selling something, but it's their personal life. Do we have the right to speculate about that? I, I don't know. It's very complicated with all the procedures and all the things because now we have all these little girls who are asking to get surgery as teenagers because everyone they know is filtering their face and no one's face looks like that. So this distorted reality, there are extreme examples and I'm not going to say names. Obviously, we all know who there's a lot of people out there that have done a lot that have really created a tipping point in society in which everyone thinks that you have to look a certain way forever or have a certain body type. And that's just anatomically impossible, but won't speak to the fact of how they got there. And I think that is what's very dangerous. Michelle and I are not going to have all of the answers to all of these things. And maybe we're going to think one thing and our mind is going to get transformed into something else through hopefully these experiences. We are not coming at this from a perfect place. And we had a conversation 
at one point, maybe like six months ago, where we both looked at each other and we said, we don't want to come off as like preachy. And by the way, we've made so many mistakes ourselves. We've been on both sides. We've been the witch and we've been the witch hunter because we all have that dichotomy inside of us. And so, you know, where, what if, what if we are saying these things and we know that we haven't been perfect? And that's the amazing thing about this space and trying to create a safe space is this isn't about perfection. This is coming and realizing that we've been trained to think a certain way and we've been trained to compete with each other. And the only way to untrain ourselves is to get honest about it and to get open about it. Like I know for myself, I would, there was things I judged about other moms. Like I've never left my kids to go on a trip with my husband. My husband really, really, really wants to go away with me. And I have never left to go on a trip with him. And you know, I, my girlfriends, especially when my, my first children were younger, they would go away and they had kids the same age and their kids were like six months, one, two, three. And they'd go away with their husband for like a four day weekend. And in my head, I was like, oh my God, they're like so thinking about themselves and they're like, what about their kids? And what if something happens? And, you know, I would just feel so guilty and shouldn't they feel guilty? And they're like, nope, living their best life, posting photos, looking so happy, looking absolutely in love with their spouse or their partner. And and I'm sitting there kind of looking at them and with my fear and my judgment inside of me. And then I realized they are people too like I've had to after having so many kids like I had to separate my identity from just being mom once I became mom and realize oh hey I'm human too I am wife I yes I am mother I am Ilaria I am yoga teacher I am somebody who likes to run there's a lot of different parts of my identity that mean that they need time and they need space and you know has focusing on my relationship with my husband is really important so I turned being judgmental into being inspired by them still have yet to go away with my husband without any children but I think I'm gonna blame that on the pregnancy because I'm like always pregnant so like even if I went away with him I would still be carrying child with me except right now so Uh now's the time this is the brief window right (laughs) um except I'm breastfeeding so that would be impossible anyway something to look forward to and be inspired and be inspired about or like the other thing Michelle that I used to judge people about was um before I got together with Alec I would judge women and men that had like big age differences right and like Alec and I are on all the lists of like the celebrities with the biggest age difference and stuff like that and I would look and I'd be like, okay, this older man wants some like young bimbo with no opinions whatsoever. And then that younger woman is obviously a gold digger and she obviously doesn't even care and is just like, okay, whatever. I hope you die and I'm going to take all your money, right? That's what I, I don't know if I thought it so thoroughly through, but I can totally see that my mind was somewhere there. And now that I'm in that relationship and people will say those things about me regularly, I realized, I'm like, oh my God, what was this trained into my head? And why was I so judgmental about other people who are literally just finding love and maybe their love looks different from you and from your love or from what I thought love would be, but it doesn't make it not valid. A hundred percent. But like we're doing here, we're saying we're not perfect. I'm introverted by nature. So I believe that, you know, and there's this whole like, you know, different categories of introversion, extroversion, all these things. I'm an introverted extrovert, so I can pretend, but like in essence, an introvert. And so 
being that way, sometimes some people that come into a room and take up all the space and are just so much and so loud, I've always kind of coiled away from because I'm like, oh, that's too much. They must have too much to prove. And so I was really cautious and a bit judgmental in those situations. Then I realized, you know what, just because someone likes to take up space doesn't mean there's anything bad about them. And I can learn from them. And that brings me back to one of the women who inspire me, which is my grandmother. And my mother always translates this message to me, which is, you can always learn some something from everybody. And I try to remind myself that every day in every interaction where I dread being around certain people or I know I'm going to go into a group that we may not necessarily be aligned on all levels. But if you sit back and you kind of just let go of that judgment and remind yourself, I'm going to learn something from these people, you always will. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to take away from all of this too because in essence, we're just growing and we're learning. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G dot com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I mean, I ask you this question, Michelle, and I would love for you guys at home to think about it as well. Like, think about times when you've been the mean girl to yourself. When you're constantly tearing yourself down because not only is that you don't deserve that, right? But what does that do to our insides that therefore we then start taking it out on other people? You know, I mean, having and talking about influence as well, you know, I come from the influencer world and that 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 really silly term, but very true at the same time. I and mean, we are influenced by pop culture and people with big Instagram followings. We want to know what they're wearing, what they're doing, the diet, the food, the this, the that, the everything. 
ultimately everything that goes into companies making money, but that will be for a whole another time. And I will talk to you all about the mom influencer world because it's, it is wild. Um, but I hope one of my contributions here on Which is Anonymous can be showing you guys a window into Alex's world and what that's, what that's like. My life has changed so much over the past 12 years that you guys have seen me grow up a lot. You know, I was this little yoga instructor that taught 365 days out of the year. My typical day would start at 5 o'clock in the morning and I would work until 10.30 p.m. I got paid $35 a class, which would be a two-hour period. It was just like, I mean, I hustled. I had so much fun and I was exhausted. And somehow in that crazy schedule, I met Alec and then really got, I mean, it was a very romantic thing where he basically swept me off my feet and I am not a super romantic person I am a diehard Capricorn and we're very very just stoic about everything um but you know it was a world that I was never prepared for you know I was used to saying namaste and kindness and I wore yoga clothes every day I didn't have you know all these fancy clothes and so you know if I had to go to an event I would literally either borrow stuff from a friend or I would go to like Forever 21 or H&M or something like that. And then people would ask me, what are you wearing? And I wish like badass me now would be like, I'm wearing Forever 21. And I do do that. But then I was just like, I was like, oh God, I should need to learn all these like fancy, you know, designer names that I do not know. Um, but, you know, having seen that and getting thrown into that, I realized not only is that a, a weird world for the people who are experiencing it, but because of this influence that we talk about, it's trickling down into everything that we consume. And the way that we talk about other women who are, you know, in the spotlight are the ways that we start to talk to ourselves and the ways that we talk to our friends or our frenemies or our enemies, straight out enemies. And so, you know, I've never remember one of the first times, Michelle, I was almost three months pregnant with Carmen. I was about to announce that I was pregnant with Carmen and I wore this like teal turquoise, I think it's teal, dress, um, to an event in the South. I think we were in the South. I think it was like a, an NFL event. And Chrissy Teigen came wearing the exact same dress. And then they put the side-by-side, side, you guys decide who wears it better, and put the two of us next to each other. And like, guess who lost? Me. Not, you know, the, the, the supermodel, she was perfectly fine, looked absolutely beautiful. And for me, I was like, I'm trying to hide that I'm three months pregnant and I am like come up to like, Chrissy Teigen's like shoulder so she wore it better in that one and then afterwards something similar happened with Kim Kardashian and they're like who wore it better when I was pregnant they would put like my pregnancy photos next to other pregnant people and they'd be like who has a better pregnant belly they even compared me Michelle they compared me to Kim Basinger and to Alex ex-girlfriends and you know most of the time I did not win in any of these things. And then you even think, like, what is this winning? That some random person is, like, pressing something on a keyboard and, like, oh, I, I pick Kim Kardashian or I pick Chrissy Teigen. And how toxic is that? Like, how toxic is that? And then what are we also teaching to our kids? Beyond, comparison is the thief of joy, right? And you aren't even an active participant. Just by existing, you're put into this, this ring, right, of competition. And it just doesn't happen to men in the same way. Like you open a gossip magazine, like those that you're referencing. It's not like you see two very famous men generally. This happens every now and then, but it's usually best dressed. It's not 
who wore this boring old suit better than that guy, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. And that's the whole thing. And then we put all this weight into it and think we did something wrong because they did it better. Why did they do it better? And who the heck made this decision? I mean, all of it is ridiculous and hilarious. And it, and it cultivates that in young women because they see these magazines and they think that that is how they have to communicate. Correct. And that's the whole thing. I mean, I've been told so many times, don't talk about this kind of thing. No one cares. It's, you know, it's just going to sound stupid coming out of your mouth. And that's as becoming a mother and also connecting more and more and building my girlfriend group makes me want to talk about it because again, going back to that influence, the influence that trickles down and is making all of us not just be worse friends with each other. And again, for what? For buying a dress, for buying a makeup product. It's, you know, you, we, we take out the people, the woman's humanity and we take out their soul and we just reduce her down to what she looks like and what she decides to wear. And, you know, that's something that I definitely don't want to be a part of. And I want to do our very best on this podcast to try to have those conversations. You know, I've seen, I've seen my niece, um, my niece's Haley and she, her and, and Selena, you know, for years, people are having all these like crazy conversations about like what their rift is over, over Justin. It's so silly. And what kind of photo? I mean, we all just saw the photo that, that they posted to try to like send a message to people. And it's like, what photo do they have to, to, to post to make you guys believe that they have continued on with their lives and the people who are gossiping about them have not? And I think one of the best examples for our particular generation was the Brangelina one because you've, you had people wearing Team Jolie, Team Aniston shirts when it's just this one oh married God. guy who cheated. And it's so, right. and what that did to millennials, I think really messed, really messed with how we look at relationships and it's only manifested even more. Right. I know in my experience, my mental health has declined so many times over stuff that people were just poking and laughing at me about. You know, I had times where I would, you know, stare at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, you know what? You're right. I, my eyebrows are very fair. By the way, guys, I got them microbladed. So you know what? I guess I, I, I jumped on that that one and I'm happy with that choice but it made me feel so bad because people would write like don't you know how to pencil in your eyebrows and I wanted to be like well actually I do not I teach yoga all the day and I, I do not wear makeup so um you know I mean I had this whole thing but it really made me feel very bad about myself and some of the stuff I jumped on like the bandwagon and I did and some of the the stuff I had to just learn to be more comfortable with myself and realize that there's just going to be people that are going to tear me down but then at the same time I was thinking I don't I don't want to be a part of that. And I have to, when I'm somebody that when I see something that's unjust or experience something unjust, I realize that other people are probably seeing and experiencing it too. So I feel the need to speak up about it. Who the hell is wasting their time being so petty and cruel when there's so much more you can do with your energy? You know, it's impossible not to absorb it. So I guess that is our exercise here. That's something we have to work on and try to cultivate for our community is how not to absorb that negativity and how not to perpetuate that negative cycle of women being so critical. You know, and it's not just what we're experiencing as adults and looking in these magazines. It's also the stuff that we grew up with. You know, I was one of one of the mind blowing experiences I've had over the past two years is I was obsessed with Snow White growing up. I named some pets after Snow White. I loved Snow White. 
And then I started thinking about women and us competing with each other and that I used to listen to the queen say, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror is a man and the mirror would always say, you. And then one day the mirror said, Snow White, who is a younger woman. And the queen's way of dealing with this, you know, competition maybe is that she ordered Snow White to be killed brought into the forest, killed, and have her heart delivered to her in a box, if you guys remember that correctly. And the fact that we saw this as children and we continue to show this to our kids is kind of frightening. Um, But it was a man said somebody else was more beautiful because there can apparently be only one beautiful person. And then it, it put this fierce competition where she had to get somebody else to go and kill her. And, you know, Michelle, I mean, it's it's horrifying because these are the messages that we grew up with. Yeah, I mean, in going to the Disney movie that I love that has disturbed disturbed me the most as an adult, that's The Little Mermaid. And, you know, Ariel gives up her voice to have a better shot with this guy that she doesn't even know. She gives Ursula her voice so she can have legs. Like what one is willing to give up to conform to maybe make it work with what you think is Prince Charming, but I still think at the end of the day, just what it represented as a little girl to give your voice away for a man. And there's so many resounding themes of that in life, in relationship dynamics, in literature. We will cover this over and over again because your voice is your power and your agency. And if that's taken away, you're nothing but an object. And I think that's a very important thing for us to keep coming back to. Michelle, what does it mean for you? What's your definition of a witch? I see being a witch as a positive encouraging thing and I don't want to limit it into the two containers of being good or being bad because there's so much to it and we'll expand on this every week when we honor these women. One of the things I've loved about what you've said since the beginning is that by using the term witch which was obviously you know there are people that we're going to talk to talk about in history and today that when they hear the word witch and somebody's pointing at them they know that that means that they're not going to live and that they weren't going to live. You know, I mean, it's which is has been a very cruel term over a very long piece of human history. And so one of the things that I loved about, you know, what you've said to me, Michelle, over the past year is that we're reclaiming that word. We're taking that word that has been used to shame women and to hurt women and kill women over and over and over again over so many years, you know, and we're taking it and we're saying, hey, you know what? Being a woman is powerful. For me, being a witch is that. It is It is a powerful nature. There has been times where I felt the, the negative witch, where I'm, I'm feeling that I'm being excluded and pointed at. Um, or, you know, as we talked about before, where I felt, you know, in the past, I, was, I excluded people. And, um, and I didn't come together. And probably purely because of all the stuff that we've listened, that we've talked about, about how I'm, you know, we grow up being concerned about the other woman because it's survival of the fittest. We are a repressed group, you know, we are, but we're 54% of the population. And if we get this right, if we bring this coming together, if we get on the same side, we're going to really have so many options and rise up to the place of freedom that we really want to get into. You know, the times where I've been the negative witch, I remember that, you know, PR people would say to me, They'd say, oh, don't worry. You know, this is just something that's being done. And if you wait a minute, they'll move on to the next. They always move on to the next. 
And I heard that a bunch of times. And then one time when somebody said it, I, I, I looked at them and I said, I don't want to have them move on to the next. I don't want them to. Because this is such a bad feeling to be pointed at and excluded. And if we are just moving on to the next one and I'm staying silent, I don't think I can live with myself. You know, I have to feel the, the pain and the injustice of, you know, these of these feelings and reach out and realize because it doesn't just happen to me, I need to do my very best to make sense out of it and then to create a space where we can talk about it, which is ultimately what we're doing here. And that, that, is, that is the goal of this show, to come together and know, by the way, guys, no little trauma or your feelings hurt is too small. One of the things that women get shamed with a lot of like, oh, it could have been so much worse or, oh my God, you know, those problems, it doesn't matter. Or like, oh, are you really talking about fashion and beauty? You know what? For people who grew up, I had an eating sorted for 20 years of my life growing up. And I'll talk about that when we, when we get into that, that, you know, part of the episodes, but Yes, it did have a lot to do with what I felt I looked like and how I felt about myself. So there is nothing that is either too big or too small that doesn't filter into our mental health. So don't ever let anyone shame you that the things that you feel are not valid for you living your best life. And if you, again, allow yourself, what is that quote, Michelle? That a woman who allows herself to be free gives permission to other people Mm -hmm. to do exactly the same. A hundred percent. And, um, you know, that is in essence what going back to what you said about intuition, right? Allowing yourself to be free and to trust yourself. And so we are here to keep cultivating that part of the conversation because we don't live in a society that encourages anyone to trust their gut, to listen to themselves. And that goes back to which definitions, because by by trusting oneself and allowing your internal compass to lead you, you make great decisions. I mean, that is a gift that we are all given that our society ignores and largely just calls silly or woo-woo or whatever. But time and time again, it proves to be one of our most powerful assets. And so that's something that we'll keep coming back to here because you and I talk about it all the time. But intuition is magical. And I guess that combines with witchery. And I'm okay with that because it's gotten us this far. And it's only going to get better. And we're here to just keep having this conversation and really make it safe and inspiring. And again, like no complaints too big or too small. And we never have to minimize our struggles because they're all real. We're all going through something. And that's why this container is going to be a safe place where we lead with love and we help each other find our power because so often it's taken away. This is a place where women support women. We're going to take care of each other. We're going to talk about some of the uncomfortable things. We're going to talk about a lot of the really comfortable things where we can get inspired about, you know, how we can treat each other better and create a safer environment, not just for the next generation, but for each other because, hey, we deserve it too. And how often do we, as women, are we able to say we deserve it? Hi, it's Bethany Frankel. My time on The Real Housewives of New York is a few years behind me, and now I'm ready to put the real back into The Real Housewives. That's where my new podcast, Rewives, comes in. This isn't your typical rewatch podcast. I'm watching only the most iconic episodes from all cities. I'm sharing never-before-heard stories of what happened behind the scenes. 
And I'm not just pulling in cast members for post-game analysis. I'm doing something a little more interesting. If you've ever seen an episode of The Real Housewives, you know the drill. But beyond throwing drinks and legs, there are lessons about marriage, divorce, friendship, money, parenting, and fame. If you have the right minds, analyze and dig deeper. So I'm bringing on unexpected thought leaders and celebrities to give their take on the chaos. This season, I sit down with Elizabeth Moss, Kevin Nealon, Susie Orman, Griffin Johnson, and more. You'd think that there isn't much to learn from flipping tables and yanking wigs, but that's where you're wrong. Listen to Rewives with Bethany Frankel on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, guys, we're introducing something called What Are We Coveting in the Coven, which is we're going to do every single time, um, every single episode, we're going to recommend something, a product, a quote, a book, um, something, some experience that we've tried. And the one rule about it is Michelle and I cannot be sponsored by this company or whatever it is, and we really can't have a connection with it whatsoever. So it's literally just something that we absolutely love and we want to share with you. And today, mine is Michelle, my phone case. So you guys all know that really, I have like kind of a really ugly hallway outside of my apartment. And um, it's, well, I live in a very old school New York building. And I take these selfies in this really ugly mirror. And my husband, you know, 10 years ago when I started doing this, like was just like, can't you find like a prettier mirror on the apartment? I was like, no, this is part of it. It's that I love just this, like how bad the lighting is and everything. And so you guys always see my like little selfies and my phone case. So my phone case is something called Flaunt because you guys have asked about it a lot. And I love it because it's modern and I'm all into like modern things right now. And um, it's so it's a Flaunt case. It's an almond. 
I like it. I, from having a million children who throw my phone around all the time, it's never broken, knock on wood. And, um, and then the bear that I have on it, which you guys have asked about, is just a pop socket. It doesn't come with the case, but it is from uh, Etsy. And if you just Google pop socket bear, um, or not at Google, Etsy at pop socket, pop socket bear, uh, this one is in rose gold. And I absolutely love it. I've bought so many that I have a drawer to my right side right now with probably about a dozen different bears in it. She's always always showing up to dinner with a different bear. It's just, <laughs> it's very glamorous. So mine this week, um, I went with something that I use all the time because um, I'm tired a lot and I shouldn't be saying that to someone with so many more kids than I have. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm going there and I travel a lot for work. And so I have the, I go on Amazon and I buy these like under eye jelly things that like revive me. Ooh. And so I, um, I put them in the fridge. So they're always cold and I'm just going to put one on. So, you know, but it's like this crazy, like little under eye <gasps> gel gold. I'll leave these on for a while. Cause wait, you travel with them? I travel, I travel, there's, you can get travel packs, you can get jars of them. No, no, no. I mean, like, are you on the airplane with them on? Oh, I've definitely done that. Um, I, don't, I love that. Not every time. There's been some, like, more international trips when, you know, it's just like, okay, <laughs> let's, like, who cares? I'm in pajamas anyway. But, um, yes, so this is, this is them. It's like, get me through all my hardest times. And then you just, you look a little brighter and you're faking that maybe you got some more sleep. So, yeah, under eye gel patches. Any brand, they're like snail under eye things. Get them on Amazon. You're very so. shiny right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, witches, thank you for joining our coven. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at witchesanonpod. And subscribe to follow the show on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't be a bitch, be a witch. See you next time. Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.